From caps to tees and from bags to bumper stickers, we have you covered. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash shop. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Alex Hills is a free press activist, violinist, architect. She lectured in sustainable architecture at Victoria University until it became apparent our universities had been captured by a fake green agenda, and that prompted her to focus on restoring free press and combating censorship. There's plenty more that she's done. Uh, she's been on RCR on this program twice already in 2023 in July, which was around, I think, the time of Julian Assange's birthday and That's again right. midway through December. So, Alex, good to have you back for an update on the Julian Assange case or saga or controversy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a really important case, obviously, for journalists particularly. Right. So um, let's get up to date here. Uh, so his last chance to appeal in the British courts is what, next next week? Yes. Yeah, so uh, the court case is heard at um, in the City of London um, at Royal Courts of Justice, um, the 20th and the 21st of February. So that's right. Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. So actually this week, as we're talking now. So yeah. Okay, so um, there's 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 a lot riding on this then. Absolutely, I mean this is basically his last chance in the British courts anyway. Um, so it's been uh, we talked about this as being day X, and it's you know this is it's now or never. Um, in reality, there is one other option through the EU and the UN, although how much hope you can hold um, for those organisations. But um, there is the Human Rights Court that um, that is a chance to appeal there as well, where he may have more chance being outside of the British system. Um, you know, obviously, this is so important because if he gets whisked off to um, America, we fear that he will be disappeared into a black site and we will never hear from him again. And um, when you say disappeared into a black site, that's not a prison. Or is it some sort of... No, I mean, um, a, a, you know, a very high security prison where he will not see the light of day, um, possibly a black site, possibly a CIA venue. We don't know. Guantanamo um, Bay. Well, I don't know. I think that might even be too public for Julian. I'm not yeah. sure, you know. Um, yeah, so the, the worry is that the Virginia court, there'll be no due process. They will not be allowed to use any kind of evidence to support Julian's case. So the there's really there? no defence. Yeah, it's it's an absolute kangaroo court. So, um, and I mean, Chelsea Manning was tried there and she was tortured in jail, raped in jail even. Um, and, you know, she had terrible time. She did eventually get out, but she wasn't, uh, you know, looking at 175 years, which Julian is. And really this all comes down to scaring journalists and, you know, as well as destroying Julian's life. It's, yeah, they don't um, mind it, it killing him. Essentially, no, no. I think that the only reason they haven't killed him already um, is, is probably because you know they might have a martyr on their hands at that point. Uh, maybe that would wake up a few more people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th I think that that really is the end, and, and a lot of fears there that he will um, commit suicide. It's already been brought up in the case that he was suicidal. Um, there was a, allegedly a razor blade found um, in his cell that he'd been contemplating. Um, they've been talking about him having Alzheimer's, um, not Alzheimer's, sorry, Asperger's. Um, yep. My mum had Alzheimer's, so excuse me, I'm just a bit 
um, between the two. Maybe I'm coming down with this yeah. note. Um, but yeah, I, I think there is a major concern that, that that will be too much for him. He's already had a stroke, which happened in the October trial while he was actually on screen and a number of the journalists that were in court, or at least in the virtual court, because of course you know that Julian hasn't even been allowed to attend his own court cases. And when he was in the very beginning of the hearing where he had more success, he was in a glass box and unable to even talk to his lawyers. I mean, this um, is so over the top. Yes, it's, absolutely. I mean, it's almost didn't satanic. Do this for Pinochet it's, almost, or... <laughs> it's almost satanic, you know? Yeah, it, it really it's, is. It's weird. It's it's there's something not right about all of this that's that's very difficult to explain in, in normal terms. But I think so many major journalists and media organisations have been scared off actually reporting anything about it that it just adds to the, the farcical nature of it. How can it possibly be true that this is going on? But it's almost like rubbing it in your face in a sense, isn't it? You know, that yeah. how 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 evil this court is. I mean, British justice is John Pilger, who's now late John Pilger. Um, as he said, it's just absolutely shocking what's going on there and yeah, i mean but- they shouldn't even be having a case like this because it's clearly political the queen herself when she was written to and asked to if he would be pardoned by the queen and therefore have a little bit more weight behind him um she actually stated that uh, she couldn't comment on a political case well that actually already <laughs> speaks to him not actually being allowed to be extradited because that's one of the number one reasons that you're not allowed to be extradited just on on political basis so yeah, no, the whole thing is 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 a kangaroo court and it's all designed to show off how much they can flaunt the law. Really, I think that's what they're trying to do and show journalists, don't you dare speak out about the government. Don't you embarrass your government. Um, that's really where we're at. Yeah. Um, last time we talked, I think I mentioned Seth Rich. Yeah. I want to mention uh, him again because uh, there's a story out, uh, a lawyer has been um, uh, after uh, – material from the FBI related to Seth Rich and his his murder. He was murdered in Washington, D.C. And for those who've been following the story, they know the details on that. And um, he uh, it was apparently a, a robbery, but nothing was of value yeah, a was botched, taken. A botched robbery. And it was about, I think, from memory, about two weeks after he had finally released them to the documents to WikiLeaks. And that was yeah. all the Podesta emails, the Hillary emails, the things that showed some serious problems in um Yeah, that's right. And God knows what else. Yeah. And, and um, I saw the interview with um, Julian Assange back then, and he was asked about Seth Rich, and you could, uh, you could sort of read into his response that yes. maybe he knew something, um, may, maybe even that, you know, the, the hard drive or the thumb drive with the, Data on came to WikiLeaks from Seth Rich. Anyway, this lawyer, his name is Ty Clevenger, has yeah. wanted this material. A judge said, okay, FBI, you've got to hand it over. And um, and they wanted 66 years before the handover, which, yeah. of course, everyone's dead in that time. So it's obvious why they want what wanted over that time. Judge came back, said, no, you've got to release it immediately. FBI under Chris Ray is refusing to release any details, which includes Seth Rich, uh, Rich's laptop. They're saying because it's still involved in his murder investigation, though they hardly investigated it and said it was a botched robbery. It was sort of covered over. Mm. Now, the reason I, I bring this up, obviously it relates to Julian Assange, but also we're starting to hear that um, the Five Eyes uh, security agencies, including Australia and New Zealand, Julian Assange is an Australian, here we are in New Zealand, were, were part of the outsourcing of the spying on the Trump campaign 
initiated, as it seems, by Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, and the Democratic Party in, a, in collusion with the security intelligence community, as they call it. Wow. We, it seems, were involved in doing that. So we are connected to this. And yeah. that could explain why you don't hear Albanese screaming from the rooftops, how dare you do this with our citizen? You don't hear any of our people say, hey, you can't do this. Even the journalists won't say that. So we're yeah. actually in this. We're in this. Yeah. We're all benefiting from the spying, allegedly, although, of course, America and probably the British power structures benefit the most. But I, I think the idea is plausible deniability where, uh, you know, Australia might be spying on America, America might be spying on New Zealand, New Zealand might be spying on England. You know, it just it gives them a legal get out clause to say they're not actually spying on their own citizens so they can dance around. But really, this I mean, it's just more evidence that we're already in a globalist horror, <laughs> no Orwellian super state, you know, it's not just the Five Eyes, obviously, it's many more countries. There's many, many groups other than the Five Eyes, which are similarly named, which I wouldn't be able to reel off the top of my head right now. But yeah, there are similar groups with um, Europe and all around the world, and they're all doing spying for, for everyone. <laughs> and I mean, an awful lot of data is being gathered. But now on top of that, there's the, you know, the digital shadow of every single individual, you've got a digital shadow, which involves your all the advertising um, data that is, you know, every word that you've said that is spurred on an, an advert, you know, that's all in there as well. Every place you visit, visited, if you've got your location on, probably even if you don't, you've got backdoors in every computer and every device. And I um I don't know if you know much about Julian's very last video appearance, but that's one that I bark on about a lot because I really feel that's why he was silenced in the end. Okay, we'll just quickly mention that. Mm. Well, uh, the, the the problem was that a lot of people put it down to Catalonia, his comments on Twitter about Catalonia and supporting, and, and again, and that's why it embarrassed Spain. which The, in, the in, separatist uh, movement. The separatist movement and supporting their protests and whatnot. And that may well have had some um, aspect to it. But he actually spoke in a Barcelona conference in 2018 in his very last video appearance. And if people listen to that video, it's about um, an hour long, and you can still find it even on YouTube. Um, and if you just search for video last video appearance, Julian Assange, and in the last five minutes, um, he answers a question about the Internet of Things, which was very, very scary. What he said, and I mean, you've got to remember that this is the con the context is that Julian Assange has seen more classified documents than any living human, yep. you know. Yep. Um, and so um, what he said was that. Um, the, the the Internet of Things is fueled by these micro circuits, this smart evil dust, he said, smart, intelligent evil dust, I think were the words, it scattered everywhere, in the air, in the paint, in the food. And he was pointing oh, to the okay. fact that these are micro circuits that are powered by EMF. I mean, this sounds like complete loony yeah, tunes yep. world. Yep. Um, but now I think other people, now you're researching through COVID, are beginning to see that there is – horrific areas of nanotech. And what he said was, we've got to try and get it across to the elites that they cannot securitize themselves against this risk. You know, they are going to be subjected to this nanotech too, because it's got, it's going to be everywhere through everything. You know, it's just going to, it goes through the pores of your skin, yep. you know. So, yep. you know, he, he was pointing to that. And what was interesting was that up until that point, Julian would only ever really publish or speak about 
his own publications that had come from whistleblowing, whereas I think he'd read a lot of documents that perhaps hadn't been um, released. And he stayed quiet about things that puzzled people like 9-11. You know, I think he was trying to retain a certain amount of credibility by not, you know, appearing to go down the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, spook all the route. horses. And, yeah. Right. But then, you know, with this last five minutes of the very last video that we ever saw Julian, you know, ever again, really apart from screenshots in court or whatever, um, what he said in his last five minutes, it really pointed to sort of geoengineering, nanotech, the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies. Who knows? But um, I think he was really trying to warn us, and that's why they had to silence him in my That's why they're trying to smash him to pieces. Yeah, because they could not roll out COVID. They could not roll out all the stuff that they rolled out, the fake vaccine, if if it had been for Julian's voice. And, you know, when you think about it, he had the right wing, he had the left wing, he had he was the darling of the left at one point. He had um, you know, anyone with principles and journalism or anarchists or hackers or anons, you know, yeah. he had them all. And so people listened to him across the board. And so I think this is why he was the most powerful person that they could bring down with the biggest voice that was cross party part, you know, it, it was right, non send a message to everyone, yeah. shut the Send the message. Yeah. Yeah, don't you dare speak out about the government. And that's why I'm always on about that, that I really think it's the chilling effect that this has all been about all the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. And um, and um, I suppose those events we talked about at the start, the things you have coming up, that's all under the Candles for Assange sort of. Yes, yes. So I, I have a website, candlesforassange.com, but um, my main focus is uh, keeping a pinned Twitter thread of all the events, and I update it regularly. So the old link may have been updated, so it's worth to go and look at what my pinned thread is. Yep. Um, I believe we have over 60 events um, in over 40 cities at the moment, um, maybe more because I'm not completely on top of it. It's been absolutely huge this time. Yep. Um, 21 countries. Um, and, you know, places like Melbourne are having six events, um, London's right. four okay. events. There's a big tweet storm on there as well where I've tried to show when people – it's going to be the day before the trial on Monday night um, for English time. So I guess for us it's first thing in the morning on Tuesday. Yep. Um, there's even pre-protest plan. There's film screenings all around the world. Um, Trust the Fall documentary um, is out about Julian Assange and that's beginning to be shown around. I think that will be even more hard-hitting than – I think the one that was more following John Shipton, his dad around, was kind of – it was nice, but I don't think it was very gritty or really trying to get to the bottom of why Julian has been silenced in this way. So I think I think Trust the Fool hopefully is going to be a little bit more um, gritty and helpful in understanding the, the importance of the case. Yeah. All right. Let's see what happens um, this week, eh? Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to RCR Reality Check Radio. If you like what you're listening to, just like what you're listening to. Either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057, that's 2057, or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We would love to hear from you, so connect with us today.